Hello and welcome to the Wheel of Crime podcast. This podcast is run by two ladies who play games, mumble profanities, and laugh way too often. Also, this podcast does cover topics of sensitive nature, and as such, listener discretion is advised. Festivus, welcome to the Wheel of Crime holiday special. My name is Whoa. Jen. And my name is Emily. For a real hot minute there, I thought you were about to say Merry fucking Christmas. And I was like, we are coming in strong today. Woo! <laughs> Honestly, that's the vibe of this episode. Merry fucking Christmas. Happy fucking holidays. Happy, jolly, whatever you celebrate. Merry, merry all around. Yeah, we're jingling our jangles over here and uh, doing all the other fun Christmas stuff. And yeah, I mean, every year I feel like it comes by so fast. Like you start, like us, we start our Christmas shopping like early and then all of a sudden you blink and it's like, wow, I have stuff coming in and it's like a week before Christmas. It is time to panic. No kidding. But before we get too far into our episode today, we do have a... Small show update for you guys. Uh, if you've been listening for a while, you you probably know that we usually take a little uh, seasonal break around this time of year, and we will be doing that this year because I don't know about Emily, but I am tired. Yes, uh, and not even just the being tired, which seems to be a pretty constant thing in my life, me specifically. Uh, <laughs> it's also just a time of year where, uh, you know, the demands of family can be a really big thing and, uh, we don't want to end up like leaving you guys shorthanded because we do not have the, the time or the energy to give you, give you a good show. So this will be our, our cap for the year. And when you hear from us again next, it'll, will be fresh into the year of 2023. Yes. So we're taking just a short little couple weeks of break here and we will be back with a new episode once again on january the 13th so you can look forward to a fresh episode on a friday the 13th how fun it's uh it's exactly what we would have wanted um i'm i'm gonna take it to mean good tidings and maybe a little bit of spooky tidings uh as a as like spice on the holiday you know good stuff um, yeah, no, I am really looking forward to today's episode, though, because we have some more listener stories for you guys. Yes, I'm so pumped. Uh, these are my favorite episodes officially now. We've, this is our second one, and I am really loving that you guys are submitting. Wow, can't believe it. And I'm so happy that we get to hear your stories because they're very fun. Yes, always thankful. And uh, you know what? You know how we are here. We love hearing about uh, spooky things year round. So uh, as we've said previously, if there's something that we talk about today where you're like, damn, I should have told these guys about my spooky story. Like I could listen to spooky stories every day for the rest of my life. I love this kind of stuff. So feel free to send us a message or submit your story uh, whenever you'd like. Uh, we would love to share it on the show with your permission, of course. And uh, yeah, as for today, uh, you know, bundle yourselves up in your 
red and green uh, warm Weasley jumper as <laughs> as the Christmas goes. Uh, maybe uh, get yourself some spiked eggnog as my mom likes to push onto every single family member uh, every year. I I know that the minute Jen comes to visit for the holidays, my mom's going to be like, Jen, it's been so long. You want a rum and eggnog? And Jen's going to have to say yes, because that's the spirit of the holiday. Because... We love a festive drink. Yes. And yeah, besides that, uh, is there anything for the for Christmas this year that's different than normal that you want to share with the listeners before we get, get into it? Not really. Just really pumped that I didn't have to work every single day in December this year. Made, a, <laughs> made the season that much more festive for me. So I'm feeling good <laughs> about <laughs> Christmas being right around the corner right now. Um, yeah. What about you, Em? Uh, for myself, there's not really anything that my family does that's too, too crazy beyond what most people do, which is, you know, the seeing your friends and family and exchanging gifts and everything else. Uh, but I will say my focus has shifted this year from being excited to open gifts to being excited for dinner. Uh, I got a hankering for, <laughs> for some tasty din din. I'm not going to lie to you. So I am super pumped for that. Me too. I don't know. I feel like the food around Christmas time is just always like a little elevated, you know? So I'm I'm looking forward to all of the good food and all of the amazing baked goods that seem to just be handed over to me. My mom usually makes caramel popcorn like fresh and gives it to me. That's tasty as heck. Oh, yum. That does sound really good. It's just a time of year where, you know, people bring out the bells and whistles and I say, yes, more, please. Um, (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, This is good stuff. Love this for me. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's basically it. Nothing too crazy. Uh, We've hung up the Christmas pickle and that's about as weird as it gets. Amazing. Well, should we get right into our questions for the week then? All right, I'm into it. What is the worst Christmas gift you've ever received? And I want you to put this on blast. Like, tell me (laughs) unfiltered. All right, I actually have one. Because, so here's my thing is that um, I am a very kind person. So usually even if I get something that I can't like use or I don't really want, or I have already, like, I'm pretty receptive about it, usually, still. I do have beef with one Christmas present that I received, all right? I was, I think, either 14 or 15 years old. Okay, so let's just think about that for a second. Uh, About the age where you get your learner's license, you're going into high school, you know, this era of life. Yes. Uh, there was a year I got a Christmas gift from one of my aunties. And so in my family, like, um, if relatives want to give gifts to, like, younger kids, like, that's, that's like, a normal thing. So this wasn't exactly, like, an abnormal thing. Occasionally through the years, if they find something, they're, they're like, oh, you know, like, I think this person would really like it. They'll buy it and give it to us on Christmas, as most people probably do. Um, however, <laughs> uh, so like I said, 14, 15 years old Christmas time, um, I, like, open up this gift from one of my aunties, and I'm not going to say who it was. I have, like, a few aunties. Um, But this one, at the time, she didn't have any girl children. It was all boy children. 
And so I opened this thing up and it is a Barbie barrel racing figure set. Okay. So it's Barbie <laughs> in, with a barrel, a plastic horse, and a lasso that I'm to play mm-hmm. with. Yes. Uh, interesting, definitely. Um, something that a 14, 15 year old would want to receive at Christmas. Probably not. Not partic- not particularly. Uh, maybe if I was like nine years old, that could be like on the table still. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was like the most bizarre thing ever too. Cause I have younger sisters. <laughs> so, so I'm sure one like, of them snatched it up. Uh, well, yeah. And you know which one it would have been. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just like, it was one of those things where I was just like shocked and I was like, I don't know why I have this. <laughs> Are you sure this was for me? And yeah, no, it was one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, well, I know that you really like animals. And I was like, I'm not a horse girl. Never ridden a horse. What are we doing? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, that's sad. She's probably like, I don't get why she doesn't like it. Oh no, I I put on a good show. Don't get me wrong. Like she was like, oh, uh, do you like it? And I was like, oh my gosh. I have always wanted one of these. (laughs) I love it. Like I put it on thick. And I remember this because I was overcompensating for like my own brain, which was being like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) But like what came out of my mouth was, it's amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. I think we've all done it. You know, we've all pretended to like a gift that we fucking hate. And it's not because we're ungrateful. It's because we're like... There's just things that don't line up. Either it's something that you can't use or um, like say you're really well known for something like hating tomatoes and then somebody gets you a tomato for Christmas and then you're like, do you even know me? <laughs> yeah. like, it's like that type of thing. Exactly. I I get where you're coming from. Uh, My worst gift. So it actually, I actually received this particular gift from this particular person five years in a row, which is why I hate it so much. So my grandmother, whom I love a lot, but uh, when I was like between the ages of seven and 10, somewhere in that age range, she decided five years in a row to gift me ice cream dishes. And that's how I knew I was her least favorite grandchild. What is an ice cream dish? It's like, so she used to do a lot of late night shopping on like, when you know those like infomercials you see at night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're basically like- where the slap chop was and stuff? Yeah. They're very, they were very specific plastic dishes that were like used for only ice cream. And as like a young child, I was like, I have no idea why I would want this. Like, I would rather get ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, that was my (laughs) thought is like. And so she gave them to me the same fucking set five years in a row. And then I remember I was complaining to my mom because I was really hurt because my like other cousins and my siblings were all getting normal things that they wanted. And then then I think my mom like said something. And then after that, I was getting normal gifts again. But I remember being like, grandma hates me. Cool. (laughs) 
that's valid. I feel like if somebody gave me ice cream dishes for five years in a row, I'd be like, hey, this person just doesn't want me in their life. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a fuck you gift. This is a get out of my life gift. And to clarify, it was not the same grandma who lived near a swamp. So I'll just put that out there. <laughs> that one, well, I think she liked me. I was going to say that one, she was like ready to like, <laughs> she was joshing around with you. Yeah. Like this. She had my back. <laughs> that she did. Uh, that's too funny. And yeah, no, totally valid in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Love that for us. But it's funny because my siblings and cousins often bring up how grandma hated me because she gave me ice cream dishes for five years in a row. So Did anybody ever tell you why? Like, did, did your mom ever mention at some point, like, oh, she got you these for this reason? Like, was there, a, like, a reason for it? Literally, the only explanation was she bought them on a whim on those late night shopping channels, got them, decided she didn't want them, put them in the back of her closet. Christmas time rolled around. She didn't have a gift for me, so she decided that's what she was giving to me. Oh, so she was forgetting to buy something for you after shopping for everybody else and was like, mm-hmm. oh, what could I have to give her? For five years in a row? Yep. I have beef with her now. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I mean, RIP grandma, she's no longer with us, so I've forgiven okay, her. I'll go b- I will beef with her tombstone. I hold no judgments against somebody, whether they're here or gone. Actions need consequences, and I'm here to deliver. <laughs> We've moved on. We've forgiven Grandma. I haven't moved on. I've accepted I was the least favorite. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's super funny. I love that a lot. What is the worst Christmas memory you have? Like, you woke up, things were going Gucci, and then someone did something and they just ruined the vibe. Oh, uh, I had a few years of that (laughs) because... Being the oldest of six, somebody was always stirring the pot about something. And, like, love them dearly, but my two youngest siblings constantly are at odds with each other. So, like, uh, this was, like, a pretty reoccurring thing where, like, Christmas Day comes, they pick a fight with each other about some random bullshit, and then my dad's like, and then, like, uh, whatever plans for the day are changed or whatever, whatever the deal is. So, uh, I've had a few of those, but, like, nothing comes to mind as, like, a concise one. You know what I mean? Right. That's fair. I have a very specific one in mind, which is why I wanted to ask you this question. See, I was at the same grandma's house, and I... This is already a bad story, in my opinion. I was given my fucking ice cream dishes from my grandma, okay? So I was like, the vibes were off, okay? (laughs) Immediately. Uh And um, I also had another gift to open because how it used to work on that side of the family is the aunts and uncles would draw names and they would each buy for one of the kids. And my aunt uh, had drawn my name, like her family. So they got me a gift or whatever and I opened it. And it was this really cute... So this would have been when I was like a little bit on the older side. I think I was 12 or 13 at the time. They got me this really cute American Eagle sweater. And if you grew up in the early 2000s, you knew that American Eagle was popping. If you had something from there, you were a cool bitch. Absolutely. That was the vibe for sure. So I opened this. I'm ecstatic. I had just opened my ice cream dishes. So this was like a, a light in the dark, you know? 
And my sister, who's 10 years older than me, looks over. And she's like, that's a really cute sweater. Can we switch? And, like, she had showed me a different gift that she got from, like, someone else. And I was like, no, this is mine. Like, I am keeping this. This is, like, my good gift. You can have my ice cream dishes if you want. Yeah, you're, you're like, pissed off. If you want to trade your gift, you can have these ice cream dishes. Literally. And so we went home that night. I She was really mad that I wouldn't give it to her or whatever i put it in the closet mm-hmm. next day christmas happens and then i woke up like a couple of days after christmas and that sweater gone never saw of it course. ever again of course because now it's in her possession so then she'll only wear it when you're not there exactly and i asked her about it so many times and to this day she denies stealing it but i know she has it i know she does, she but does ice cream dishes yeah those still belong to me she didn't want them <laughs> okay can't blame her for that one uh but no i went through something super similar with one of my siblings where uh i wasn't the thief but they were the thieves and i had to put a lock on my door because i would like like look in my closet after getting home from school and there would just be empty hangers in there and and then like everybody (laughs) would be like well i don't know what happened to that and i'm like hey you're all full of shit and i know it and i I know it your siblings we eat the cheese off the top of your leftover pizza, so I wouldn't put anything yeah, past them. Feral creatures, <laughs> like crawling out from under the bed, being like, "Give me cheese, cheese and sweaters," and I'm like, "Let me live, let me live my life." <laughs> this is so funny. I'll never get over it. <laughs> I know because you, because I still talk about it with him too, because we all know it was him by now. He admitted to it, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I did do that," and I'm like. One day, one day you're going to buy pizza and it's going to be so good. And then in the nighttime, I'm going to slip on over there and snatch the top layer off your pizza and I'm going to eat it and you will have nothing but crust. Suck it. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) All right. Should I spin? Should I spin for our next question then? Yeah, spin away. gosh the chaos continues all right uh number two what's our next question what is your favorite christmas gift or christmas memory that you have oh easy um i think i was i was really young i think i was like in like grade one or something but um there was this one christmas where i had just learned that like you could play video games on things that weren't the n64 and the game boys had just came out like the game boy advances and um for a long time my parents were like oh well well, you're like too young to be able to like you know use this without breaking it like we're not really sure about that but i was like no like i just i really want a game boy advance i really want like these different things and they would tell me all the time like for like a year for sure leading up to christmas like oh no like this isn't really something that like like maybe when you're older like all these things and i was just like so crusty about it um and then i remember waking up christmas morning and uh i think my parents had managed to get like get a deal where they could buy two of them or something like that in like a combo pack mm-hmm. um so they got not just me a game boy advance but my brother so then we were able to actually like play games together for like christmas day they like figured out that like you you could get like a connector cable so that like you could like trade pokemon and do other things and like 
I got like my first copy of Super Mario and like that was like in my memory just like the best Christmas day ever because I was like I get to play this and it's this thing I've wanted for so long and like this shows that you guys like trust me be responsible with it and I get to play with my brother and so for me that was like I think one of my like definitely one of my top Christmas memories for sure cute yeah i still have the game and the game boy that's amazing one of my favorite christmas memories of a recent was my my brother had moved to toronto a few years back and it was he hadn't come home for christmas in a few years which was sad because you know Mm -hmm. you like seeing your family at that time of the year but he came back one year uh, for the first time in a few, and he had just bought, they had come out with the Super Nintendo that had, like, all the preloaded games and stuff on it, and oh, yeah. so I remember, like, on Christmas Day, he, like, brought that out, and me, him, and my partner, John, were all, like, sitting on my parents' living room floor, and I was just, like, fucking destroying them in Street Fighter, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was a- literally about to ask you if this is where the Street Fighter came in because for all of our listeners, Jenny, they now own it's like every edition of Street Fighter on one of their consoles and challenge everybody who enters the house to a street fight. Jen's like, "Hey, welcome to my home. You want to play Street Fighter?" <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. This is where that began. <laughs> this totally makes sense. Uh, but I know which one you're talking about though cuz um they also have the, like an old version of Mario Kart on it, which I played with my siblings one year, not for Christmas, but it would have been like around then sometime, maybe in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just crushing people playing as Yoshi and they were like, why? Why can you do this? I don't understand how the controls work. And I'm like, eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's honestly like one of my favorite parts about Christmas is just like playing video games or board games with like the fam and just having fun you know good vibes yeah i do really like that it's like the bonding part of the holiday is always fun um it did remind me though yeah um another one which would have been close to the game boy year uh we got the game of clue for the first time and ethan and i uh my brother who's closest to me in age uh, he and I were playing Clue with each other, and my other siblings weren't quite old enough to understand the rules yet, but, like, we were just getting such a kick out of, like, the game itself, and he made a rendition of, um, A Christmas Carol, uh, or, like, a, a Christmas song, you know, the one where it's like, da 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 mm-hmm. that one. So all day afterwards, he was singing this, like, that song, but instead of it being the music he would go plum trophy spa pump trophy spa because he was mr plum with the trophy in the spa and he killed everyone and it was just <laughs> the funniest thing ever and then all day plum trophy spa plum trophy spa plum trophy spa pump trophy spa. <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna kill you but it was actually a lot of fun it's a good memory now oh that's so sweet i love that yeah yeah all right let's get our last question out of the way then okay all right let's hear it well as it is the final episode of the year which is weird to say but here we are i wanted to ask you if you have any resolutions or if you have like any specific things that you want to do next year any goals hmm See, I always have a hard time setting goals for the new year because I feel like it makes 
it always feels like a lot of like weight it's always a weighty thing and then if you don't do it then you just make the same one for the next year and then you feel like you lost 12 months um fair just in like a low-key way uh i don't know do you have any new like new year's resolutions for this upcoming year yes i do I want to find a better work-life balance and read more books. Those are my two goals for the new year. Hmm. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, I guess if I had to think of one, it would be more... Um, actually, probably something really similar. I've, always, I've also been trying to do more of a work-life balance type thing, which is like a, like a constant thing in my life, just with yes. my, my work <laughs> life type. I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, or uh, even or like even when I do have a spare moment, I find that I'm just like, you know, not using it in the way that I want to use it either, which is the other thing. So I could I could make the same resolution and say or a similar one and just be like, yeah, you know, more balance and maybe put some time into like more personal projects instead of just like uh, trying to pass the time, I guess. I think that's a great goal. Yeah. We should both work on working less, if you ask me. Yes, and maybe uh, definitely the balance component. It's like the balance between life and work and then also the balance in life on what you're doing for life. Uh, For myself, I definitely spend a lot of time on my phone when I want to read a book. And then instead I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to look up this like one thing. And then all of a sudden two hours later, I'm like, wow, I'm out of time and I'm still in the same chapter in my book. Great progress. (laughs) Awesome. Love that for me. Yes, I go on deep TikTok scrolls, so that's my problem. I definitely get sucked into that. I get sucked into that, and then uh, recently I've also gotten sucked into Instagram recipes, where, like, I'll find, like, pages where people are making recipes of things, and I'll just watch all of their reels on, like, how they're making stuff and, like, get inspiration, but then not have the energy to cook and then waste my time anyways, (laughs) because then I don't remember what it is when I actually get around to cooking. Oh, man. These are such mid twenties problems. They are <laughs> like, like seriously, like thinking like if I were just to think back to like you know like being fresh twenty, my problems would be much different than this. Uh, that's too funny, but yeah. Um, well, as for uh, a description, uh, a listener is somebody who uh, is engaged in a conversation and doesn't speak and listens to the other person speak, usually. There, there we go. There's our definition of a listener, in case anybody was uh, curious. Amazing. Well, with that amazing description over with, I think we should just get right into the stories, because we've got some good ones for you today. Oh, hell yeah. Before we get started with the new submissions for our holiday special, we actually have an update to one of the stories from our Halloween episode. Um... And I'll just do a quick recap in case you didn't listen to it, or in case you did and you can't remember. Fair. Me too. Um, So for everyone listening, this woman runs a clothing store, and she went in early to do stock, and she ordered some mannequins, and she decided she was going to unpack them last, and she went to the front room because she heard a noise, came back, mannequins unwrapped, super spooky, and then her knife went missing, So she went back to the clothes she was folding and found it there. And she was very spooked by that encounter. Yes. And I was, and my take on it was uh, poltergeisty. Cause if you're in a building by yourself and it's not another person in there with you, there's, it can, it could only be one other thing according to every ghost story I've ever read. So there we go. (laughs) There we go. But here is her update, which I shall read to you now. 
Hello, Canadian podcast girlies once again. It's me, the listener from White Rock, BC, once again. Thank you for reading my story in your Halloween episode and for telling me that I'm not crazy and that you also think something weird is going on, which uh, we do. We agree. Yeah, (laughs) I do anyways. I don't know about anybody else. (laughs) Exactly. I just wanted to hop on here and give a quick update because things in my little shop have continued to progress. Every time I'm in the Uh shop alone, things keep moving around and shifting just slightly. I started getting really freaked out and unsettled, so I decided to make a career change. (laughs) (laughs) That's hysterical, but I totally understand. (laughs) That is drastic, but I love it. Um, Oh my god. Everything (laughs) kind of settled down after I quit the shop, but recently I've noticed the activity picking up again at my home. Stop it. No. She says, last night. Last night. Oh, my God. I, no. I got up, so she says, last night, I got up to go to the bathroom and I left the door slightly cracked. I did this because I have cats and they usually come sit with me in there. The door swung open and I turned my head expecting to see my kitty, but nothing was there. I heard meowing from downstairs, so I got up to go check it out. The back door was open. I was really freaked out because I thought my cat had potentially escaped, so I went outside to look for him. Thankfully, our backyard is enclosed and the fences are high, so when he wasn't out there, I figured he must still be inside. When I turned around to go back in, the door slammed shut and was locked. Um, Uh... I don't like that at all. I pounded on the door for over an hour until my husband finally heard me and came down. I told him what had happened, and he's still not sold on it being paranormal. My cat was apparently cuddled up and on my husband's head the whole time. He genuinely thinks I'm crazy. Well, I mean, that's usually what happens is if you see something spooky and you tell the person you live with, they're like, "Mm, that sounds like baloney. (laughs) Not sure I buy it. I don't like that. That is unsettling. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like, uh, like on one end of the spectrum, it's like, okay, so either it's something like paranormal, like I mentioned before, like poltergeisty, or on the other end, it's like you've got like some like like a stalkerish situation, neither of which are good. But uh, yeah, those are both terrible. yeah, both awful options. But yeah, no, but I will say, like, uh, just because, like I said, when you read the stuff that I read, they usually tell you, like, like signs of poltergeist activity and that kind of thing. They do say that if they attach themselves to a person, that they will follow that person until something's done and either you set boundaries or you have, like, a cleansing done on yourself specifically, because if it's following you from place to place, it's not tied to the place, is the deal. Um, and then on the other hand, uh, I would definitely maybe get some, like, cameras <laughs> that have a uh, video camera on them, just in case. Because on the other end, it's like, it's if it's following you from work to home, uh, either way, bad news. I don't like it. Mm-mm. It's a hard no. It's a hard definitely no. A hard, hard no. And... Oh boy, but yeah, that's that's why I got to say about that one, and uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Well, thank you for the update. Um, please send another so we know you're okay and not dead. Um, 
other than that, I have no idea what to do. That sounds terrifying My for you. My vote is cleanse your house, cleanse yourself, tell it to fuck off, and get, and put a camera on your door. <laughs> That's what I'm recommending. The official advice. You heard it here first. Good yeah, luck. That, those are my big four. Uh, oh, God. <sighs> and yeah, which checks out. It checks out to me that a man would be like, "You're just a noodley," because uh, that that seems to be a common thing. Um, all right, but I will now get into uh, our next listener story. Take it away. Hello, ladies. I just wanted to say that I loved your October listener stories episode, and I heard you were accepting stories for the holiday themed ones. So I thought I should get mine in ASAP. She's on it, or they're on it. I don't know. Who, <laughs> I don't know who they are. Oh, we're, um, glad, we're glad that you guys liked it. That's so nice to hear. Yeah! So, this is a story of a petty crime and revenge. Ooh. My sister was a total jerk when we were growing up, and her and I fought constantly. I think it's because there was a pretty big age gap between us growing up, but anyways. uh, My family and I were traveling over Christmas break, and before we left on vacation, I decided I was ready to introduce my new boyfriend to the family. Okay, okay. That's a big step. Um... Yeah, it is. Uh, He was planning on coming over for dinner that night, but that afternoon I got horribly ill, which, like, I feel like when, like, these kinds of things happen in life, there's always something that happens to just fuck it up perfectly and you're, like, awesome. Love that for me. Cherry on top. I must have had food poisoning or something, which, yeah, that would check out if you got sick, like, right away, because that happens to me, like, all the time. Um... But I, <laughs> but I wanted my boyfriend to come over anyways. And we were making it through dinner, but I was still feeling really nauseous. And my sister knew this. So what does she do? She punches me in the gut. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me? What? And I barf all over everything. <laughs> no. I do mean everything. Oh, my lanta. No. Hey, hang on, I gotta make it through this. Uh, I was no. fuming and embarrassed. Valid. <laughs> that is so valid. I would be beefing. I know I've been saying beef a lot in the last couple months. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> I would be beefing for life. I don't think I could ever let this slide. Are you kidding me? Also, who winds up and punches <laughs> another person in the stomach for fun? Why? That's evil. What, Your what sister is, is evil. Oh my god. My sweet boyfriend tells me it's okay. <laughs> oh, men. Gotta love him for that kind of stuff, too. Just so sweet. Uh, they try, but it's like, mm, it's not He's okay. trying so hard. Oh my god. Okay. Um, so, so sweet boyfriend says it's okay. Uh, but I was mad for days. Heck, I'm still mad. It's been years. I'm with you on that one. Like I said, beef for life. I would not let that slide. Um... <laughs> Uh, fast forward to Christmas Eve and my family's in Mexico for our vacation my mom had bought uh, brought a couple gifts for each of us to open the next day so when everyone was sleeping I carefully unwrapped all of my sister's gifts and and replaced the gifts with sand and dirt and then rewrapped them oh man I love this this is feeding my evil little soul this is brilliant i love it (laughs) as a fellow petty bitch i approve yeah this gets the petty bitch stamp the stamp (laughs) of approval from two petty bitches (laughs) pretty much the wheel of crime petty bitch stamp i would love to see that (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um <laughs> I hid all the gifts in a spot where she'd never find them and then the next morning when she opened her <laughs> she opened her gifts and was really upset. I wonder why. <laughs> um <laughs> My parents made me go get her real gifts, but when I went to grab them from where I'd stashed them outside, they'd all been stolen. Oops. <laughs> you know what? Sounds like justice to me. I think so. I think that was the universe giving an appropriate fuck you in this case. As an older sister, what would you do if one of your younger sisters did this to you? I would probably go into a blind rage, and I'm not sure what would happen after <laughs> I think I just rampage through the house like She-Hulk and and like blackout. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, blackout. <laughs> I don't know, man. See, I'm one of those people though where I don't really like it when people touch me, and I'm not like expecting it either in the first place. <laughs> like I like having a personal bubble. So already they've crossed one boundary by like one punching me at all. Secondly, in the stomach after I was like, oh, I think I might barf today. And then they're like, Hurra! <laughs> and like, get me in the gut. Like, at that point, it's it at that point, that is just vengeance on the way. <laughs> like, I would not sit back and be like, oh, karma will take care of it. I'll, I'll be like, in this minute, my name is now karma. And I will be taking care of this problem. <laughs> I do love that she waited for the perfect moment to execute her revenge. Very well done. That's what I'm saying. Petty bitch stamp of approval. Like this, it speaks to me. I love this sitting on it and marinating on it and concocting the perfect plan. I think this is great. I love it. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your pain. Um, It made us laugh greatly. Yes, it did. All right. So our next story, they say, here it goes. My mother died when I was 10 years old from a drug overdose at the end of December. As you can imagine, this made the holiday season really difficult for me. When she died, I had no other family to stay with. So I ended up in foster care, which is a nightmare in its own right. That that for sure. I have a, I have a couple relatives who have been through the foster care system and that have since then been adopted into my family. And everything that I've heard so far is no no good. Not good business. None of it. Yeah, that's sad. I'm sorry, dear listener. That's not good. No. But being in the system meant I spent Christmas with many different types of families. There was one in particular that was really bad. I was a 14-year-old girl and I was placed with a new family... The family consisted of a mom, a dad, their three biological sons. Honestly, the mom was great and she made me feel safe and welcome, but the dad had just been laid off, so he was at home with us kids while the mom was out working. Dad was okay. He barely spoke to me as, and as long as I steered clear, we had no issues. See, that's the thing I don't understand. If the, both the parents aren't on board and, like, wanting to, like, take in this child, why even... Why? Like, I don't get it. From what I've heard, at least from, like, the... Like I said, the people I've talked to, it's usually a case of, like, the one just kind of goes along with whatever the other one wants most of the time. And then there's also a financial aspect where a lot of these families make money by having foster kids with them. So it's just something that, like, they view as, like... I'll tolerate it for, you know, however long and then we'll see what happens. Is kind of like the mentality. That's awful. I I that is just it's terrible. Icky. Yeah. I don't Ugh. like it either. Gross. Um 
The sons, on the other hand, they were out to get me. The eldest brother, who was 19 at the time, was truly the ringleader. He hated me because I turned down his advances. Ooh. Oh, gross. Get She's the fuck 14. out of here. I don't like barf. that. Mega barf. Anyways, I had been with the family for a few weeks at this point, and we were all home on break from school for the holiday. Uh, it was nighttime and pitch black outside. The dad was out with the middle son and the mom was out working. So the only people home was me, the older brother, and the youngest brother. The young one is about seven, and at the time, he comes knocking on my door. He asked for my help taking out the garbage because it was too heavy for him. I agreed, and we started walking out towards the alley where the bins are. We get to the back gate, and the young brother pushes me down into the snow and dumps his bag of garbage all over me and runs away. Naturally, I burst into tears, and I start picking up the garbage and putting it all back in the bag. That's so mean. That's evil. What the fuck I'm is wrong I'm literally going to cry. Because, um, like, I can totally, like, now that this situation Envision has ever happened to me. Envision what has happened. Yeah. But, like, that's just so mean. Once I had all the mess sorted, I got up and walked over to the gate to throw the trash away. The older brother was in the alley waiting for me. <laughs> My stomach oh, nice. dropped to my feet and I instinctively turned to run away and he grabbed my ponytail and threw me to the ground. He proceeded to sexually assault me in the back alley, my face smushed into the gravel-covered snow. I begged him to stop, but he didn't. Once he was done, I just laid there. I have no idea for how long I was there, but eventually a neighbor found me and brought me back home. By then, the dad was home and screamed at me for quote-unquote, trying to run away. I guess the older and younger brother had said that I pushed the younger one outside and then tried to run away because I was afraid of getting in trouble. My social worker had to come to the house and it was a whole thing. I tried to tell her I didn't run away, but no one believed me. And the kicker was Mm -hmm. the dad wanted to press charges on me for assaulting his young son. I spent Christmas in juvie that year. I would say it was probably my worst Christmas ever. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. And that's the thing, though, too, that actually, like, like pretty much a lot of things about the story have made me sad and pissed me off uh, in, in many layers. Um, I think one of the big things for me is the amount of times I've heard about, like, abuse happening in these foster homes. And for whatever reason, they choose not to believe the, uh, the person who's been attacked. And it's like, okay... It makes no sense. Like, you're putting these children into such vulnerable positions, and then when they try and tell you what's happening to them, you're just like, mm, no, you're a liar, actually. Yeah, well, in a lot of these situations, again, if they bring it up when they're older, that's when they decide it's something serious, because then apparently uh, you're more accountable if you tell stories as an adult versus when you're a kid, which I think is stupid anyways. It is. But she says, just as a wrap up for whoever may be listening to my story, I will say that I'm 18 now and I live with a great family who ended up adopting me. I recently told my family this story and we're looking to what can be done. So that's what I'm hoping for this year. My own Christmas miracle of sorts. I did keep tabs on the older brother and he's married with a son of his own now. I think the best example for his son would be his dad admitting and paying for what he did to me. And honestly, I agreed. think so too. Yep. See, that's the thing. Like, getting older does not excuse this type of behavior because it's still criminal and predatory. 
Like, <laughs> like you assaulted someone and that's just like not okay. No, it's never okay. It doesn't matter who you are or how old you are or what your justification was or what the situation was. Never. Not even once will it ever be okay. But I will say for our listener um, that uh, my relatives that I was speaking about who were in foster care and have since then been adopted into my family. Um, this would have been a few years ago now, uh, but they did have a family who something really similar happened um, just with the assault situation. And uh, they were able to bring it to court and have charges pressed against the father of the foster family who had abused them. So there is still the possibility for justice. Hopefully. I really hope that um, this person has to pay for what they did because it's just so unacceptable. And I agree. It would be a good example for his son that consequences have actions and you can't just go around doing whatever you feel like to, to whoever you feel like doing it to. Oh, especially, yeah, like, ugh, so gross. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing your story, dear listener. I know this is probably uh, a heavier one to share, but, you know, it's also good to tell your story because you never know. It might it might clear the air a little bit for you to, like, like you were saying, seek your own justice, and that would be awesome. Yeah, I hope it does. Yeah, all right. Um, I will make our, our next listener story uh, uh, next happen next um ready yes take it away hello emily and jen i just wanted to say that i love the podcast and i really loved your last listener stories episode thank you guys (laughs) twirling my hair um (laughs) so uh when i heard you were doing another one i knew i had to submit my story oh thank you again jeez good stuff for context i'm a very spiritual person and christmas is my favorite time of year man you're speaking of jen's christmas spirit right now i can see the connection happening (laughs) Uh, I, I also love Christmas. It's a great holiday. Absolutely. So, uh, it's a time of year when I feel especially connected to a higher power and more connected to those around me. Um, however, it wasn't always that way. As a kid, I didn't believe in much because my parents weren't religious or spiritual at all. And my uncle was the person in my family who started me on a religious path. Um, he died suddenly in a car accident when I was about 16. And the first Christmas after he died was especially hard for me. And I really wanted to find a way to connect with him. I had a sleepover with one of my best friends right after Christmas, and I was telling her all of this, and she pulled out a Ouija board. Whoa! <laughs> this is <laughs> quite the scale of things. All right, but I, I'm buckled in. I'm buckled in. I'm ready to see where this goes. Going from 0 to 100 real fast, but honestly, <laughs> that's... This is how I tell stories, though, so I do appreciate this, where I start on one path, and then by the end, I'm, like, on something else entirely, and you're like, literally, how did we get here? <laughs> What's happening? What happened? Um, all right, so out comes the, the Luigi board, or the squeegee board, or the Ouija board. <laughs> um, uh, she told me she had used it a few times before, and that she had been able to contact her grandma, who had passed away a few years prior, so we gave it a go. Uh, we started using the board and nothing was really happening. It was quite disappointing, actually. Fair. Uh, that was until all the lights in the whole street went out in a power outage. <laughs> oh, no. That's bad timing. Oh, boy. Um, I was trying to not read in, uh, too much into it, but I'll admit the timing was strange. Fair. Valid. Uh, my friend got up to go get some candles, and when she, got up, when she sat back down and lit them, they kept blowing out. Yeah, I don't like that. 
Uh, oh, <laughs> I swear she tried lighting that candle at least six different times. Uh, we got up and went downstairs together to try and find a flashlight in the pitch black house. The flashlights were in our garage, and as we were searching, I swear I felt somebody's cold breath on the back of my neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh <laughs> no just, run away that's what i would do you're uh, sleeping over at her house you can leave hey that's a good point actually uh peace <laughs> good <laughs> luck bitch down the street well maybe she can't leave because now it's too dark outside she's like man i might sprint into the side of a car we gotta gotta evaluate our risks here <laughs> <laughs> nah i'd be gone right uh so cold breath on the back of the neck which is amazing <clears throat> um I turned around thinking it was my friend playing a trick on me, but she was across the garage looking through a box. We eventually found the flashlight and ran back upstairs. When we got back to her room, the air was so, so cold. We were both scared, so my friend started packing the board up, <laughs> and then the door slammed shut, and the lights suddenly came back on in the house. Again, that's, uh, that's not good timing. Don't love that. It was a very scary experience. Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. Despite this encounter, I used a Luigi board many times after this and have had some very unsettling experiences, but also some good ones. So I'm glad to hear there's at least like a mixture between the two, you know, good and bad experiences. Uh, I've heard so many different things about from people on like their opinions on how to use Luigi boards and all these other things. And like, I don't know if I ever will, if I'm going to be honest. That's a hard no from me. I would never, nor will I ever want to. It's just, that's too spooky for me. <laughs> I'm tapping out there. Yeah, it feels like, uh, this is one of those things where I'm like, I feel like I'm inviting the bad vibes in and saying, here, come live with me in my house. And I don't actually want that. I'm good. <laughs> I they don't want bad vibes secrets. in my home at all. Only good Yeah, vibes. like, not in any form, in any kind of way. <laughs> exactly it's a but, no no that is super spooky though especially like having everything turn on right after you put it away Mm-mm, don't love that which although is supposed to be a really common thing when people are using uh luigi boards is uh if you have like uh, a spirit that's communicating through the board they do say a drop in temperature is supposed to be like a really normal thing that happens hmm. well i hate that information thank you for sharing um <laughs> moving on to our next one <laughs> Yeah. Hi, M. Hi right. there, M and Jen. Please pick my story for your next listener episode because I don't have any close female friends, and this is something my guy friends are useless with. Well, here you are. You're welcome. Thank you for writing in, and you're correct. Men are useless. Yes, your voice has been heard, and it. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> and you back- might be onto something. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. My absolute favorite time of year is Christmas, but my husband and I recently divorced and it was messy. Let's call him Rick. And with the the season coming up, I was thinking of him again and missing him. I am writing this in hopes of talking myself out of this relationship. Rick is a well-known lawyer in our hometown who has gotten himself into some legal trouble and he's currently in the process of being tried for some alleged criminal activity. I heard you talk about jury duty on an episode recently, and it hit a little too close to home. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, man. Oh, boy, Definitely not start. the same case you guys were talking about, but I looked it up and there are some similarities. Anyways, <gasps> let me get on with it. 
stop. Okay, 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 okay. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Emily, you're the one who was uh, supposed to serve on jewelry duty. Do you have any opinions? <laughs> Well, considering, uh, I think I mentioned on the podcast that I looked into the sto- the case that I would have been uh, going to jury for, and it was a lawyer who had partaken in some uh, alleged activities, and it was a pretty well-known case that they had to move to another city. Uh, I mean, this does hit a little on the nose, I have to say. <laughs> That's so funny, but um, I love it. <laughs> so she says... It was last winter that was kind of the final straw for Rick and I. I remember the night that I decided to leave him really vividly. He'd gotten word that he was being called in for a deposition a few weeks later. And that night he found out that most likely the criminal charges were going to court. Things were moving slowly though because of COVID. I could see the river from our window and I was looking out at it with a glass of wine in my hands and Rick came down the stairs in an absolute rage. He'd been in a mood, understandably, but it always made me anxious when he was like this. I turned to look at him and he berated me for drinking wine, yelling that I was an alcoholic. I'm not, but okay. He slapped the glass out of my hand and told me it was my fault that he was in legal trouble because I didn't work enough and he did it to support us more financially. Literally, I stand by what I said earlier. Like, literally, when you mentioned this man's name, I was like, Rick the Dick. And then I was like, okay, I can't say that. I don't know what he did yet. No, I stand by that. Rick the Dick. I like that one. Literally, there's nothing to miss. This man is a man who does man things, and that's terrible. If I was to pick the... Literally, if I was to pick this apart right now, it's like, okay, he's in legal trouble. He feels bad about it. He's looking for somebody to blame. He sees his wife having a glass of wine and he's like, oh, she seems like she's having a good time and I don't like that. So I'm going to invent an issue that's not actually an issue so that I can project how I'm feeling onto her and make her feel bad because I feel like shit and I I think everybody else should feel bad too. That's what it says to me, but I'm just speculating here. (laughs) We're just speculating, but um, that's exactly what's happening here. Um... You stop that. We can't, we, we're not here to state facts about things we don't know anything about. (laughs) We're just, we're hearing what's happening and this is what we think. Um... I packed up the next morning and left, but a lot of our mutual friends and even my own family say that I'm really selfish for leaving him while he was in legal trouble. People in our hometown are calling me a gold digger and saying I was only with him for the money and that now that he's fallen on hard times, of course I left. But the truth is I left because of his emotional and physical abuse. Am I really that selfish for abandoning him in his time of need? Fucking hell no, girl. Get the fuck out of there. This is such a... This is such a thing, too, where, like, people will always, always go after the woman and being, like, look at you and what you've done with, like, you know, leaving him or whatever. But then if the tables are turned and it's the man leaving because of these things, they're like, oh, no, no, you did the right thing. Oh, I know. So biased. It's a stupid double standard. I feel like from what you said, you're totally in the clear to leave his dumb ass. That's the thing, though. I stand by what I said by everybody needs uh, therapy, especially most men, because uh, most men I know, anyways, uh, don't do that. And I think uh, that's kind of an important thing for everybody. Yippee! Agreed. But with that, let's move on to our final story. 
All right. So, hi ladies. I am writing to you from a small town in Pennsylvania. My family owned a funeral home, or I think they, it says funnel home. I think they meant funeral home. That's what I'm rolling with it. <laughs> they lived in a bakery. Auto no, correct. Yeah, right. Uh, a funeral home. Growing up and my family lived in the upstairs area of the funeral home. That would be a very interesting experience living in a funeral home, actually. I can't even imagine, but I guess we're going to find out. So my parents bought the business when I was in elementary school and I became very aware that when people die, sometimes their spirits hang around. Yeah, that seems like a natural thing that would come with living in a, fu a funeral home. I would imagine. Um, I would imagine there would be some vibes hanging around. Oh, for sure. Um, there was one spirit in particular who hung around for most of my time at my family-owned business uh, slash lived upstairs. Um, he told me that his name was Harold. Harold was an old man with long white hair and he walked with a bit of a hunch. Uh, Harold and I oddly formed a bond. He would tell me stories of when he first opened the funeral home and all of the weird things that had happened here while he owned it. Eventually, Harold had uh, told me that he had died in the funeral home, and that was why he was still hanging around. Uh, Harold mostly stuck to the main areas of the funeral home, but eventually he started coming up to our living space. Uh, Harold had, became, had become very protective of me, and one time my dad spanked me because I broke something, and Harold threw a plate at his head. <laughs> <laughs> Harold is out for blood. Harold's a G. I like him already. He's like, uh, do not touch my daughter. And her yeah. dad is like, this is my daughter. He's the, yeah. And then he's like, but this is my daughter. And he's like, not anymore. <laughs> she belongs to me now. <laughs> That's funny. Um, my dad was not a believer uh, in these sort of things. And even though it would have been impossible, he blamed me for throwing the plate. And I was in even bigger trouble. Uh-oh. Again, that sounds like a very mannish, daddish thing to do i don't know how this happened but it's your fault <laughs> classic dad <laughs> literally i was a kid and this made me mad at harold and i started to try and ignore him harold had been a kind spirit or so i thought but after the incident he became progressively more aggressive towards me and my family he never physically hurt me but my mom started to constantly wake up with bruises on her arms and my dad would walk into rooms and have things thrown at him or be pushed into things I would wake up and Harold would be standing in one corner of my room just watching me sleep or he'd steal my things and hide them in the basement because he knew I hated it down there. This is actually also something interesting about ghost stories like this type of escalation. Supposedly, a, a lot of people believe that like if there's such a quick turn in behavior after you stop feeding into what the spirit wants you to do, if it's like talking to them or whatever... Uh, they'll become aggressive because they might not actually be what they were, pr like, pretending to be initially. Oh, well, that's a horrible thought. What would they be? Well, this, most people will be like, oh, it's some kind of, like, demonic entity or a bad spirit pretending to be somebody else to, like, leech energy off of a person, basically. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, either way, I'll carry on and see this where, where this takes us. My favorite toy that I had gotten for Christmas that year had gone missing. And as I was helping my family with chores around the funeral home, I heard it making noise in the basement. When I went down to get it, Harold locked me in there for hours. My parents were freaking out because they couldn't find me. And when they finally did, we all had enough. My parents decided right then and there that we were going to pick up and move across the country. And we never saw him again. Good. <laughs> Goodbye, Harold. Dads always do be overreacting and then 
when shit hits the fan they're like yeah no like let's go like i don't want to be here anymore yeah no they're all snaps they're like i'm a believer and you're like you are full of shit get out of here (laughs) (laughs) but i'll just get through this last line here so our listener says although sometimes when i'm by myself i swear i see him in the corner of my room just out of the corner of my eye but when i look he's gone and i try to convince myself that it was just my mind playing tricks on me And I hope so, because the last thing you need is some maybe spirit, maybe not spirit, uh, following you around for the rest of your life because it's decided it has beef with you from one time when you were a kid. Yeah, I don't like that. If I thought I saw some fucking ghostly old man out of the corner of my eye when I was at home alone at night, I... I, I don't know what I would do. I would be like, I'm just going to put bleach in my eyes now so I can never see you again, Harold. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up and pretend that was a dream. And that's how that's going to go. <laughs> Harold, I never want to see you again. I am having my it's eyes removed. over, Harold. We're no longer friends anymore. <laughs> Get out of here, Harold. No one invited you. Oh, gosh, yeah. But yeah, that concludes our listener stories episode, everyone. Woo! That's it. Oh my god. I can't believe we are done for the year. That is so flippin' weird. It what a year. certainly is. I can hardly even believe it myself. But I am excited to see what 2023 brings us. Because uh, I'm putting vibes out there that it could only be better. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I want. That's what I got. Only <laughs> up from here, baby. Baby. All right. And with that, if you like today's episode and uh, you want to let us know, you can leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. A good review gets us a long way and helps with the algorithm, so we would really appreciate that. Other than that, if you want to learn more about us, we have a website, which is www.wheelofcrime.com. You can check us out there. We also have our social media, which is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at Wheel of Crime. If you want to send us an email and say really anything you want to us, our email is wheelofcrime at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon, which is Wheel of Crime at Patreon. If you want to check out the show and and donate and get a little something something for uh, for your actions, uh, you can do that there. And otherwise, uh, we will be keeping our document open to, for any future listener stories. If you say listen to this and you're like, man, I hope they do another one again soon and then talk about some of the experiences that I have. You can feel free to submit using the same link that we've kept up through our Halloween and Christmas episodes this year. And we will probably be looking at doing another one in the new year sometime. Uh, we'll see We'll see kind of how that all goes and whatnot. And yeah, I think that concludes today's episode, basically. For sure, for sure. Yep, that's it. That's all. We'll see you on January 13th for another new episode. And we will see you all next year. Okay, bye. Bye.